impartiality. Impartiality. We're going to be like, what the hell is this episode? I'm tired, okay? <laughs> I feel like every episode there's one of us is going, I'm tired. Yeah. And we all just want to feel, want to be real. Yeah, we all just Hey, Woo Woo Crew. Hey. I'm Ilana. I'm Jack. And welcome back to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. Today, we're going to be discussing the core of astrology and what it's concerned with, energy. And along this path of energy, we're going to be discussing fear, which is kind of perfect for spooky season, and how the signs react and how to overcome it. We'll also be taking a look at the power of the planets that allow us to transform and better ourselves so that we may overcome these fears. So... It's a, you know, it's a good episode. It is. I mean, Ilana and I, like, y'all, I don't know if you've realized this, but like we go through and we sit down, we came up with this list that had like, oh God, when we first started this last year, we like came up with like 30 episodes and we're like, oh, and I was like really nervous. I was like, are we going to be able to continue this after? And then all of a sudden, like, we're just like, we sit down and we're like, oh, we could talk about this and we could talk about this and we could talk about this. And also we're starting to get back in the... I guess like vibe of things. So we've been doing our Instagram lives again and you'll have been giving us great recommendations yeah. for future episodes. Yeah. Every Tuesday we've been doing, well, we started doing an Instagram live on Wednesday, but normally we're going to do Tuesday. So you should join us there. And I do want to mention that the self love journal by just girl project just came out. It is awesome. I wrote it. So read it and engage with it. Uh, you can get it. If you go into the, go on Amazon or really anywhere. It's Target everywhere. But the link in bio on Just Girl Project's Instagram, you can find it there, but it's called the Just Girl Project Self-Love Journal. And we also have the Book of Self-Care and we have another book coming out about astrology. So we got a little triptych going on. The big three, we might call it. Thank you. There's there's an Easter egg for a future episode. (laughs) So on that note, so it's time to get a little woo-woo for a sec because you are our woo-woo crew. And we want to thank Nina Benson, a spiritual astrologer and teacher of psychological astrology who inspired a lot of this episode because really, I can't emphasize enough, I got a lot of inspiration because this was all very new to me. So obviously, we humans and all of the universe's creatures consist of atoms. Yes. (laughs) This is going to be such a cool episode. Yeah. And at the core of an atom is... Energy. energy that's and your that, nucleus yes thank you didn't know your, that i forgot your protons <laughs> and neutrons thank you high school biology teacher biology the, no chemistry chemistry physics i don't know. <laughs> i don't remember mostly chemistry i believe maybe also physics it's also physics yeah it's just science yeah. and that energy vibrates at different frequencies like you might hear someone say like my frequency is vibrating differently than yours people use that a lot look at the color wave yeah so think of music radio waves Atom physics is literally the science of energy and the relationship between frequencies. So case in point, energy and interaction relationships. I love that it just said physics and we were talking, it was right there. Did we really? Yeah. I wrote Atom physics. I did the research, forgot. Ah, yes. Basically, like, what is your vibe? Yes. So enter astrology, a language of energy that describes different types of energies and how they interact with one another. Now this is focusing on how it's perceived by human beings, meaning the physical world, which is what we call the outer world in astrology, but also how we perceive the energy within ourselves. That's how Jackie, you and I all experience life from this beautiful point within our own consciousness, which is always different from person to person. So taking a look at something complex like 
quantum physics that points to the fact that the activity of our consciousness affects the behavior of atoms. I know. <laughs> They're going to so check much. the fuck out. <laughs> Just trust me. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> that means our entire existence takes place in an interactive field of energy. That's some intense Aquarian shit right I was there. literally just going to yeah. say, everyone's going to think I wrote this with my Aquarian moon, like freaking out. But like, no, no, no I didn't. No, 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 I already done it. Yeah. So we're sadly not able to calculate the activity in this field because there's a lot of unpredictability and a lot of new things are created all the time. But you can sort of see a field of possibilities that's more limited. Like we know that if we drop something, it's probably going to bounce, fall or scatter. So quantum physics is so much more than controlled experience, just like our dear beloved astrology. Plus, if we want to get super Pisces Aqua Scorpio about it, there are tales of near-death experiences where people have conscious awareness without a functioning brain. So, you know, astrology is real. That's all I have to say. <laughs> she goes astrology is real, even though basically she's just saying like science is real. Yeah. Trust the science. So when we look at astrology, it's important to understand the most important part. And no, it's actually not your sun sign. It's of course your birth chart, aka the natal chart, which is an individual's dynamic pattern of energy. Basically, you're looking at where energies express themselves within you, meaning your personality, your strengths, your weaknesses, all the qualities that make up who you are. Where does energy flow easily in your life? And then where is it restricted? What's the interaction and what are the behaviors like? Also, what are areas of your life that are super important and then which are overlooked? So also, and what have you come to this world to experience and transform? Okay. That's also very like North node, South node shit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. I'm following. I'm following. So in astrology, we work with, we know, elements, signs, planets, houses, and aspects. And then there's some other stuff like asteroids, but whatever. And of course, those are a big fucking deal. Yes. And of course we have the sun and the moon, you know, that's different. So the (laughs) elements are fire, earth, air, water. That's the energy. You can go metal and wood if we're going to go Chinese. Sure. Yeah. That's the energy substance of experience. And the signs are the primary energy patterns and they indicate specific qualities of experience. Okay. Then you have the planets, which regulate energy flow, and they represent the dimensions of experience. Okay, and then you have houses. Yes. They represent the fields of experience wherein specific energies will be most easily expressed and most directly encountered in concrete areas of someone's life. Okay, let's wrap this up in a pretty bow. So elements are Mm -hmm. the substance of your experience. The signs are the qualities of the experience. Yeah. The planets are the dimensions of the experience, whatever the fuck that word means in relation to this. <laughs> and then the houses represent the fields of experience in with specific energies. Yeah, it's a little bit more. And then the aspects are also there. They reveal the dynamism. And honestly, you need to listen to the aspects episode if you don't know what aspects are. And they also show the intensity of experience as well as how the energies within the individual interact. So without that, you don't have everything else. I mean, they're literally they're the blueprint. Okay. Like you need the aspects. I like the word blueprint. That's yeah. a good word there. Yeah. Although I'm surprised that you said the word experience like 12 times just now. <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't edit yourself after because you're tired. So I get deal. that. I deal. get that. So astrology describes these energies through symbols and myths. And the symbols might seem strange to you. You know, Virgo's the virgin, Libra's the balances, etc. Scales. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I know astrology. Good. Good. <laughs> 
but they are important. They are composed of layers and meanings that date back to ancient times. And so they have a lot of really intense symbolic meaning and they summarize the collective experience of our human existence and the archetypal, oh my God, let me say it again, archetypal, <laughs> archetypal, right? <laughs> or is it archetypical? I don't know. I'm just gonna How, you know what? Let's have Colin leave this in because it's really funny when we fuck okay. up on our words. Archetypical challenges through the ages. And then lastly, the symbols and myths are the language of the timeless soul. Because, you know, oh, words are a, not enough. That's a pretty sentence. I know. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let's pause. Let's have a Pisces moment here. Well, <laughs> words are not enough when signs like Pisces exist. <laughs> so, yeah. So to summarize... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they're like check it out astrology at its core is a tool to become yourself and express yourself fully and it also allows us to understand and nurture the growth of others okay so what's psychological astrology for those of you that are still listening it's like all of two people what is psychological <laughs> astrology okay so uh yeah and for all the two people that are still listening yeah, yeah. after that um there's a plug here for Mind Body Green. Thanks for the info. Uh, psychological astrology brings psychology and astrology together. Uh, so essentially, think of them as like, you know, when you're like trying to thread a needle. Yes. And there's always two threads mm -hmm. on that string. Yeah. Think of it like that. So understanding our potentials, our challenges, basically just kind of like moving through life is yeah. gaining knowledge practicing all the bullshit we have to go through as well as like obviously the joyful experiences which Ilana and I talked about earlier this week where it's like we need to have more fun in our life and create more joy yeah so psychological astrology dictates that every person shows up on this planet with specific proclivities strengths and liabilities. Why does it sound like I'm taking an accounting class right now? <laughs> so it's like, here's your assets and here's your liabilities. Pretty much. Uh, it's a way of understanding kind of what our life school is, you know, all about. And like, while we're here on earth, what's that supposed to look like? It's where we're meant to explore and grow and just kind of, it'll show us where we're naturally going to be strongest. So understanding our own birth charts, aka natal chart, like Ilana said above, supports our ability to live into the complete fullness of our unique selves and to better understand and appreciate the uniqueness and potential of others. Because, you know, people have potential. Do your best not to fall in love with their potential and fall in love with who they are. <laughs> Heads up. Like, don't be like me. Uh <laughs> So I'm not saying that about my current partner. I'm just saying that everyone's definitely looked at someone and been like, I'm going to fall in love with you because you can go places. It's a female thing. 100%. Yeah. I can fix him. Yeah. So. It is. It is. Let's not deny it, ladies. No, it's not. So the psychological part looks at how through our nurturing, aka fixing, we have developed <laughs> certain patterns, defenses, and strengths and how to address those adaptations or complexes to become just a more fulfilled and higher functioning person. So think of like Maslow's hierarchy, right? Yes. You're achieving, uh, achieving, you're achieving self-actualization. They're like, these people are not smart. Why are we listening to them? <laughs> we are smart. I swear to we God. We read books good. We are so yeah. smart. Astrology is real. The, <laughs> the astrological part is this unique aspect Again, yeah, plug the, the aspect episode. Aspect. Yes. Yeah. And it reveals your cosmic DNA and what your divine lesson plan reveals. So we look at nature and nurture that show us 
the shorter and longer lasting cycles of challenge and opportunities. This is where natal's important, guys. Mm -hmm. Learn where your aspects are. Learn where your north node, your south node. All this information is so critical to you really seeing the whole package. You cannot just look at your sun sign. It's no. very short-sighted. It's fun when it's, you know, Horse you're just having a conversation. But if you really want to dive into it, you really need to see the big picture. It'll help you. And it's energies. It's not... They're not, it's not predictive in a way that's finite. It's energy. That's what I think is most important to take away. So is this episode about astrology or physics? <laughs> it's about both. <laughs> We're going to get away from physics. So, so in short, psychological astrology helps you understand yourself. And, you know, that's what we like to do. So there's a really great example from the resource green. that yeah. Ilana chose. And so let's say you have your sun in Capricorn, your moon in Aries, and your rising is Leo. Your identity which is your son, centers around being a hard worker. You have great accountability and you love to get things done. Your needs, which is your moon, include a lot of vigorous movement, action, and emotional expression. And your way of showing up in the world, which is your rising, tends to be loving, theatrical, creative, and generous. So each of these signs has a less skillful side, aka your challenges. Mm-hmm. That Virgos don't have. When less self-aware or more under stress, a Capricorn sun person becomes controlling. Maybe they forget to rest and perhaps be overly needy and need external approval. Yeah. And an Aries moon will fly off the handle <laughs> and feel constantly in need of attention around their emotional state. Oh my gosh, I was laughing so hard about this. There was this um, podcast that I was listening to and they were talking about... Uh, like they do this like bingo thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, have you ever been with an Aries? And like, it was like too fast, too soon. And you had to like break it off. And they're like every Aries I've ever been with. Yeah. Like within, or they broke it off either way. Oh my gosh. Within like two weeks, I have like yes. a key to the house. Like it's yeah. just, yeah. yeah. Slow down Aries. So a Leo rising can tend to hog the spotlight and fail to let others shine when feeling insecure. This basic knowledge of yourself can help you care for yourself and others as well. And mm -hmm. da -da, it helps you kind of course correct towards being a better self. So places that you might be less skillful in your life or relationships, you know, to apply a little bit extra work there. Absolutely. So, uh, yes, fear and kind of like all that emotional shit that, you know, I hate to talk about that, you know, ugh, it can absolutely be understood in more depth through the language of astrology. And yes, it is absolutely possible to peer into someone's body, deep into their soul, and see what their deepest, darkest fears are. Just ask Scorpio. Yeah, you love that. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of which, should we talk about the Scorpio that I learned about today? I said I was going to mention it on the podcast. So Ilan and I go to this place pretty regularly. It's in Santa Monica. It's called Flower Child. We always get the same thing to eat there, and it's absolutely delicious. And there's this guy who works there, and he's a Taurus, and he's the cutest thing in the entire he's world. He's so sweet. And neither of us can remember his name. But he's like we walk in and he's like oh it's the Virgos we haven't seen you in forever like he's just the sweetest guy in the entire world so we find out that his dad like study he was like a math major yeah plays he plays chess, chess every day, day. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like can I see a picture of your daddy and he's like she's like Jackie likes to use the word daddy he goes we all love the word daddy and I was like oh my gosh I love you shows me a picture of his dad I swear to god I got hot under the collar I started blushing and then I find out his birthday is October 30th and I was like oh, Scorpio. Scorpio I was like oh my god I was like and he's like he's happily married for 33 years and I was like I wasn't trying to like steal him I was just like acknowledging the fact that like Scorpios just do something for me 
And then Ilana gets grossed out because her dad's a Scorpio. Oh, God. So, okay, back on track. So astrology gives us keys and shows us patterns that exist within our natal blueprint, as well as patterns that will unfold and where they can be triggered. So here's a fun one. Have you ever looked up fear in the dictionary? Don't worry. Ilana did it for us. <laughs> so fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. AKA, Interesting. Right? I was literally just going to say AKA anxiety. And then you go, okay, let's look up anxiety. <laughs> so anxiety, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with, you know, an uncertain outcome. And then we have terror. Terror is extreme fear. That's literally what it means. It That's, got more, like, there's more depth to it, but this is the generic meaning. Because uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, the Tower of Terror is definitely not going to induce extreme no. fear. No. Unless it breaks. <laughs> and then absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. All of this, what we're looking at, fear, anxiety, terror. It's a lot for humans to process. And it's why fear is so complex. Like, literally, like, think about, like, the physiological response to something that's just, like, in your head. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So now that Jack read the dictionary to you, let's talk about how these terms, fear, anxiety, and terror relate to astrology. This is a very short summary and you could argue way more is involved. So fear is Saturn, Neptune, eighth and 12th house. Anxiety is Saturn, Mars, Mercury, sixth and 12th, but also the moon in the fourth house. So there's a lot that goes on there and Virgo as a sign <laughs> and terror is Saturn and Pluto and a special shout out to trauma which is Chiron Lilith sixth and eighth house. And by the way, once again, this was me doing a lot of deep work, but people argue a lot of different houses here. My Lilith is in my eighth house. That doesn't seem good. No, it's not. It's absolutely. <laughs> we talked about it on the Lilith. Yeah, <laughs> we've talked about this. It's fuck, dude. It's <laughs> there's some really fucked up shit with sex in that. It's not good. So for all of you ignoring Saturn and Mars, it's time to whip out your birth chart because these planets are really, really, really important when it comes to fear because these symbols will play out in our lives and the collective. And today we were inspired by the wisdom of Blue Lady Light, who wrote an article called The Astrology of Fear, which was so freaking creepy, but I loved it. So Saturn is a very complex planet. And of course, as Jack likes to call it, the daddy of the Zodiac. Saturn is your daddy. Yeah. So take a look at Saturn in your chart. And also look at what house it's placed in. You could figure this out on really any of the apps, including CoStar. So I would look at that. And if you want to be fancy, you can look at the aspects in your other planetary symbols as well as the angles in your chart in regards to Saturn, which you can use an app like Time, Time Passages. Passages. That would be great. Or Astro Cafe or something. Cafe Astrology. Thank you. That's the one. So this information is going to be really important because it gives you the tools to empower yourself to move through your fears as you track the cycles of progressions and transits that are going to unfold in your life. Right? AKA journal. Yeah, absolutely. Actually. Yeah. And this is literally everything you can possibly imagine. So Saturn as shadow, we talk about shadow a lot in astrology. It represents qualities that we tend to deny in our own psyche. When you oppress them, they go deep into your unconscious, giving them a lot of power. Think trauma and wounds like Chiron, Chiron, which if you don't know what Chiron is or Chiron, Chiron. go to our Chiron episode. One of our favorite things to study. It's like the wound, the scar. Because Ilana and I are super fucked up and that's why we love it. Yeah, it's great. Like the rest of you. So <laughs> we, we need to look at unrealistic versus realistic fears for a sec because they're really different. So there's a article from herzat.com and I'm sorry, I know I have a lot of references here, but I want to make sure everyone gets their credit words too. So there's that. Yeah. Unrealistic fears do hold us back from reaching our fullest potential. So we look at Saturn as ambition where 
fears our motivation, mm. which is really different than being afraid of the dark. This is well, that could motivate you to turn the light on. <laughs> sure. But you know what I mean? Yes. So like fear of commitment, right? So take a look at your Saturn placement because we are going to do a really quick rundown of each sign. Jack, why don't you go through all the different Saturns? Okay. Well, damn it. I was just going to look up mine. I think mine's in Capricorn. Oh my God. I forgot mine too. Or is it in Sagittarius? I don't remember. <laughs> Crap. Do we have the same one? <laughs> no. Our Jupiters are different, but our Saturns... Our Jupiters are different, but our Saturns are the same, I think. My Saturn is definitely in Sagittarius. So I'm assuming yours is as well. Yeah. I'm Mine's like, also in the fourth I'm like house. 90% sure that mine is in. Let's see. My Saturn. Yeah, we're probably the same. The Saturn is in Sagittarius in the first house. Cool. Hmm, mine's fourth. So yours is all about you. Mine's all about family. Okay. <laughs> so my family scares me. That makes sense. Okay. So if you have Saturn in Aries is motivated by fear of frustration. So strives to develop self-reliance, sense of duty, some type of like strong will. Saturn in Taurus is motivated by fear of economic dependence. So lack of resources and strives to develop determination, prudence, patience, and frugality. Good luck. Saturn in Gemini is motivated by fear of being tied down. Unless you're dating a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Nice. Strives to develop serious, orderly thinking, adaptability, and versatility. Saturn in Cancer is motivated by fear of emotional vulnerability. Strives to develop emotional expression, domestic interests. Okay. Saturn in Leo is motivated by fear of mediocrity. Strives to develop will, faith, a sense of honor, organizing ability not jack saturn definitely not mine no <laughs> no no not yours either no uh saturn in virgo is motivated by fear of the unknown so strives to develop discrimination common sense technical ability scientific and analytical power a saturn in libra is motivated by fear of passionate involvement so strives mm. to develop balance um impartiality impartiality we're gonna be like what the hell is this episode i'm tired okay i feel like every episode there's one of us is going i'm tired yeah. um judgment and maneuverability a saturn in scorpio is motivated by fear of emotional dependence and strives to develop emotional control independence power of investigation penetration <laughs> self-discipline and executive ability then we have Elanonize, Saturn in Sagittarius, which is motivated by fear of restriction. So strives to develop inspiration philosoph and philosophical interests, mm -hmm. which is probably why we're here with an astrology podcast mm -hmm. and today talking about psychological astrology. And then you have a Saturn in Capricorn, which is motivated by fear of going unrewarded. Oh my God, there's such freaks. So strives to develop <laughs> self-control, mm -hmm. organizing ability, integrity, and the economy of effort. That's kind of an interesting phrase. Saturn in Aqua is motivated by fear of self-involvement. So strive to develop humanitarian ideals, detachment, deliberation, understanding of first principles, originality, and independence. That's a tough and then one. we have Saturn in Pisces, which is motivated by fear of isolation, striving to develop intuition, acceptance, plasticity, passivity, sympathy, imagination, and mediumship. So... You can kind of like take a look at what is real versus unreal within your own fears. Yeah, they're deep fears. It's, it's not something superficial like a fear. Like one of my fears is fear of I'm going to say it and I'm going to get cringy snakes. Snakes. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I knew you were going to say snakes. <laughs> All right. So 
I'm afraid of space, but I know that space will never get me. So, well, now we know space will never come get me. Like, I mean, aliens might take me away. Okay. Oh, Aqua. Got yeah. it. I'm a stereotype. So let's talk about Mars because we talked about Mars before. So it's time for Mars. One of my personal favorites, the planet of sex, drive, ambition, and all the fun, angry, Aries things. So Mars is ambitious, it's energetic, it's firm, it's brave, it's ardent, it's resolute, it's resourceful, enterprising, and inspiring. Mars also empowers fearlessness, which is a sub-value of peace. It's all about resilience, fearlessness, and courage, where we face our terrors in a very instinctive way, even if we are scared, which is interesting difference here. Courage gives us strength in the face of pain and grief. It's like how you would act in the face of, you know, trauma, not trauma, but chaos. Like, mm. you know, that's probably how I describe it. So take a look at your Mars placement. You should know this anyway. We have a Mars episode. Mars is really important with compatibility. It's important in work. Just Elana's eyes are not compatible at all. Oh yeah. No, not even close. Not even close. So just like Saturn, it's important to know the sign it's in the house aspects of your fancy and your birth chart. Whenever your fears become trauma, aka they go deep in your consciousness because trauma is not something we're usually aware of. Mars is a really great tool. Basically, it's your emotional secret weapon. So when I'm getting my chart read and we talk about trauma, he often will look at my Mars. And I never really understood that until now. So let's break down each Mars sign really quick. And we got inspired by Repeller.com. So Aries Mars secret weapon is anger. So you find fear exciting rather than exhausting, which is exactly how I would describe myself. So anger is a bath of ice water that demands your immediate and total focus. So when you're pissed, you're fully present in a way that can be healing and cathartic, an adrenaline wave you can ride to enlightenment. Well done, Mars. <laughs> That's me. Well, considering the fact that Aries rules Mars, that makes sense. And then, Colin, this is for you. Taurus Mars secret weapon is neediness. <laughs> <laughs> you play it cool on the surface, but deep down you need your things and your people. Your unusually high level of commitment strengthens your connection enough to withstand life. So you're thinking about marriage, kids, the whole thing. Nothing stands any chance against your ability to put in the work to preserve the stability of your life, which is, this is a cool Mars in my opinion. It's got a lot of longevity. Then you have Gemini Mars. I'm sorry. Your secret weapon is anxiety. Because anxiety is not always bad. There are good forms of anxiety. So you're happiest when you're learning something new. So you're always transforming all the time. The engine of your curiosity has more horsepower than any other sign. Although you, you got to rest, right? But you're at peace with a certain amount of baseline tension. It, it keeps things interesting for you and it motivates you. Then you have Cancer Mars. Big surprise, their secret weapon is fear. It's actually Cancer, I found this out, is the most fearful sign in the Zodiac. It is a that doesn't surprise me. Didn't know. Didn't know. But I don't. I didn't know that. But it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's considered the most fearful sign. So I'm afraid of everything. The most scary sign. Different. Uh, so the function of fear is essential to keeping you safe. It tells you not only what is actually dangerous, but what may present a threat to you based on your personal boundaries. Think of a crab, and that a enables. Crab? Yeah, crab. Oh, I was thinking like <laughs> crab, like or like crap, like a dog shit or you something. Would. Thank you for that. <laughs> And that enables you to effectively weed out the bad ones to the envy of those around you with a more like laid back emotional security detail. Leo Mars secret weapon is pride. Leo pride is all about asking yourself who you are and what made you congratulate yourself basically. So when you dig into why someone hurt you, you're also just as likely to uncover your own hidden values and wants. Like you want to make sure there is 
justice in that. Then you have Virgo Mars, our dear Jacqueline. Your secret <laughs> weapon is disgust. Though its obvious function is to keep you clean, it works even harder on your behalf. Your heightened sense of nausea helps you sniff out individuals and situations that are out of sync with your ethics and values, which is so what we talked about today. Yes. Uh, and your highly reactive gut will tell you right away when something is an absolute no. What did I? Clapping. Because I'm just like clapping because that is so hurt. But sick. also like you said something to me today and I just looked at you and I go, no. And she was like, what? And I was like, sorry, that came off a little mm-hmm. harsh. But I do have yesterday. Was yeah. it yesterday? We talked yeah. about like spidey senses with yeah. people in our lives. And I was like, mm, mm, I it's don't a know. Virgo thing in general, but with a Mars, it's, it's a gut reaction. Remember? Yeah. Protective, instinctual. Libra Mars secret weapon is lovesickness. You naturally connect with others. When you fall for someone, your feelings are fairly pure and simple. You just really love them. The opportunity to fall in love with others is a window into loving yourself, which makes you more appealing to those around you because you have confidence. Then you have Scorpio Mars, which used to be Scorpio's ruler. Your secret weapon is jealousy. So for you, it's a powerful dividing tool for assessing out what you really want so you don't waste time. So when you feel like someone gets something you never considered pursuing before, that's a cue to yourself that maybe it's a thing you want. You can use your feelings about them to realize your own. So perspective. Sagmar's secret weapon is carelessness. You answer to no one when it comes to pursuing what makes you happy. The earnest and singular pursuit of joy is a noble one, and you're much more likely to discover gold because you aren't exploring according to everyone else's map. Like you're very, you know, do much doing your own thing. Then Katmar's secret weapon is boredom. That sucks. <laughs> you can find comfort in getting things done one step at a time. And because you're not desperate for entertainment, you're able to really calmly assess when boredom is a necessary nuisance in service of a worthy goal or when it's time to pivot because the journey ahead is really not worth the schlep, which is a great Jewish word. Aquamar's secret weapon is loneliness. So you are somehow at home with the feeling of alienation, which is which I thought was really interesting. You're actually the only one that is. So that's what makes you able to appreciate and understand weirdness basically and by embodying that tolerance you inspire other people to expand their capacity for acceptance as well this next one is the capricorns yeah pisces mars secret weapon is sadness you have the psychological flexibility to straddle contradictions and comprehend the incomprehensible so your ability to simply feel your sadness makes you not only able to heal yourself but it allows you the empathy to hold space for others and help them heal as well because as we know Pisces and Virgo, I believe, are the healers of the Zodiac, also Cancer. There's a few healers, but Pisces is one of them because emotionally they know how to heal people. They're they also, might not know how to express themselves. No, but. they're also likely to be serial killers because they <laughs> are the empath of the Zodiac. Oh, so geez. I know, I know. There's hey, a little teaser for future it's episodes. Teaser. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Easter egg drop in time. So how do you basically like overcome your fear? Right? Yeah, win it over. Yeah. So here's a little formula to look at with your big three from psychologically astrology.com it might be psychological no it's psychologically psychologically. yeah astrology.com yeah yeah so number one the ascendant rising sign so the vitality and strength of your physical body so the power of the birth and the birth circumstances knowing where you stand in society and the universe and that just sense of self the true understanding of the self granted by your ascendant sign yeah they say it's like remember it's it's how you enter into the world it's very important at birth i'm really surprised i mean i guess it doesn't surprise me that i was 
literally born on my due date because yeah. my rising is a Leo and I had to make a grand entrance. <laughs> so there's that at 4.30 in the fucking morning. And mine was a month early because I'm a SAG rising and I was like, I'm not doing it by your standards. Right? I'm doing my own. <laughs> I'm doing whatever I want. Duh. I don't want to be a Libra. I want to be. Yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> so the Ascendant Lord. So this planet and its position in the horoscope tells you in which environment you are most comfortable in. So which situation is most conducive for you and your energy, knowing the purpose of life granted by the Ascendant Lord. How do we figure this out? <laughs> it's so deep. What? This is super deep. I know. Okay. So your moon sign. Love it. So the confidence, <laughs> yeah, Easter egg. So the confidence <laughs> that you have in your own emotions in the resource of the astral experiences and the comfort and stability of knowing your mind, the experience of everything granted by the moon. And number three, your dun, 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 sun sign that everyone Zodiac is probably sign. just like paying attention to. So this is the divine intelligence, genius, confidence, and creativity. It is the light which illuminates yourself and helps you reach the ultimate knowledge. The knowledge of everything is granted by the sun. Which is makes a lot of sense. It's like the all-seer of everything. Yeah. So... Now we move on to sun signs and fears because everyone's obsessed with sun signs. <laughs> so last but not least, let's talk about sun signs and fear. We need yep. to learn how to make peace with our greatest fears and use them to our benefit. And sun signs can help us with this. And we got inspired by Reader's Digest Canada. We sound <laughs> so old saying that. That's, I literally puked in my mouth. Do you remember like going to grocery stores or like drugstores and there's like the Reader's Digest with like TV soap cover like couples and shit like that? It's also Canada. So I didn't even. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Canada. All right. So Aries, sun signs. Remember, Aries fears being wrong more than anything or being told what to do if what they are told is incorrect or inconsistent with what they know to be right. They are very clear and concise. If they are made to second guess themselves, their whole sense of confidence and power could literally just fall apart. But guess what? No one is ever 100% right of the time except Virgos. So <laughs> Aries will have to make adjustments with themselves. This fear becomes a gift that they can use to learn that being right isn't always what's most important for them. I know you all died inside Aries and I apologize, but... My, what I would say to that is just, you need to deal with it. This is your fear. Overcome. Then there's Taurus. Taurus fears poverty, <laughs> which is like so I deep. I want to be poor. <laughs> it's so deep. Or the inability to pursue their life goals and dreams. So it's, it's like both. Anna, Anna Delvey. It's like, yeah, oh. she might have, a, oh, she's not a Taurus. She's an Aquarius. No, but I'm just thinking like, cause she's all like paw. Yeah. Like, paw. Yeah. The dream of what they hope to become is critical to their happiness they need to believe that dreams can come true no matter how old they are they're like going to disney at all times so while other signs might be better at taking risks taurus prefers walking on really stable ground they may be too afraid to put themselves out on a limb in order to accomplish their dreams or to make more money but if they learn to trust their intuition i do feel like these fears will not be as debilitating yeah because, yeah they they're capable of great things but they are the kind of person that would be the paper pusher forever because they want to make sure they have, I mean, they, they, you know, it's hierarchy it's of needs with them. Yeah. It's security. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's security. And I can totally relate to that feeling of like needing that financial security and safety net. But mm -hmm. like, 
I should probably take my own advice. Get a financial planner. Like, especially since you're like, no matter how old you are, if you want to go pursue something that validates you, just get a financial planner and you'll be okay. I agree. All right. Gemini, fears, silence, and stagnation. They like to stay moving, keep learning, expand into new experiences in life, kind of as proof that they're growing, evolving, achieving. They're definitely like the need the gold sticker that I am doing this. Yeah. So when they get stuck, they start to feel antsy and desperate, like they're doing something wrong. But life isn't always about being on the fast track. I almost said Amtrak. So that's okay. It's from Canada, so it doesn't matter. So that's a fact that they have to learn to accept. This fear ends up becoming gift if Gemini can see that reflection is sacred and that times of stagnation and reflection can lead to more meaningful growth later. Think about what we just yeah. went through with like everything being in retrograde. What do we know about retrograde? The R's, right? Uncomfortable. The R's though, the re's, yeah. the, you know, reflect, review, revise, all of that. So I'm sure Gemini just like hate. They see that as wasted time, but it's the... And I understand this because I'm very similar. I don't like to sit on ice, but if you make use of that time, it can be a really great thing, but it's very hard. I'm in it right now and it sucks. So cancer, remember you're the most fearful sign of the zodiac. Mm -hmm. Cancer fears being alone. So partnership, love, marriage, and family are the most important things. They're sacred above all things. So cancer worries that they're going to end up without these connections. They think they're going to end up alone basically, which is something I've heard many cancers say. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never going to find love. The thought of not succeeding in their personal relationships or not having like a close knit network is completely unacceptable. It's just not going to happen. It's like the way that it's like Capricorn saying they're not going to be successful. So while there's nothing wrong with having a wealth of family and friends that love you, obviously that's like the best thing ever. They should take time to themselves now and then it doesn't always have to be about everyone else. And that actually can be really draining on them. So they have to learn that they are not void of love. If no one else is around, it has to come from within, which I know is like cheesy and whatever, but it cannot be more accurate for cancer. Yeah. There's something like Leo, like you need constant validation from loved ones and close knit though. Not everyone has no. to be people you're close to. Yeah. So what I see here is uh, actually has been a common theme in a lot of our discussions lately, which is you know, this is going to sound so cheesy and like a live, laugh, love poster, but it's like pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. And like, I think I said earlier at the beginning of this episode, you and I are just like, when the hell is the last time we had fun? Yeah. That's something cancer has to learn to do as well. Cause it's always about like duty and above everything else. So we know? can relate to this and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, especially after like the beat down everyone has taken over the last several weeks. Cause there just is like a general, like dullness in the universe right now yeah it's fall so well not like that <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean it's fall here <laughs> but whatever okay anyway let's move on so leo leo's worst fears are to underperform and to let people including themselves down their personal identity including their confidence level tends to be located entirely outside of themselves they take in other people's opinions as their own but this can be a valuable lesson for Leo if Leo can recognize that they don't need others to validate what they know and what they can do, then they'll start to thrive. So their power really emanates from within, like the energy of the ruling planet, the sun. Yeah. Think about the sun in that way. When it's too hot, it's not great. <laughs> so you have to kind of, you have to, do you think the sun's temperature changes? Oh my God, Jackie. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, obviously, I don't think so. I think it's just for further away, right? Is that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> God, here we Does go. the sun's temperature change? 
I got to figure this out, man. I want to know if it's like, oh, the sun is actually becoming increasingly hotter and more luminous with time. Well, yes, climate change. So I just lost another half of my year. But, so sorry, but, guys. Hey, we <laughs> talked about physics earlier today. So don't even, don't even. It says, however, the rate of change is so slight that we won't notice anything even for over a millennia, let alone a single human lifetime. Wow. So the sun is getting hotter, but like we don't yeah. feel it. Speaking of things getting hotter, Virgo. So Virgo's fear is being unneeded or being unable to serve in some capacity critical to the success of other people. Can confirm. So they're here to lead a life of service and gain much of their self-esteem from their acts of service and their devotion to people. They define themselves based on what they've accomplished. But that is always, we know, always. <laughs> that is very, very <laughs> That's not healthy, guys. It's actually beyond unhealthy. I can speak from experience. This fear becomes a gift if they can see that it's more important to be than it is to do in life. This recognition frees them to focus more on inner development than external achievements. And I just, the reason I said it can confirm is because my entire life, I thought my achievements were what mattered most. And I'm still sort of in that but as I get a little bit older, I am realizing that the inner development is kind of essential for my happiness and that the, no matter what I do, it's not enough. And that's a Virgo thing. It's never going to be enough. Maybe family is an exception, but when it comes to accomplishments, drive, work, it's never, it is never enough. You never feel fulfilled. No, and you never feel enough. But if you work on yourself on the inside, it will help. I'm just going to say that. it will help. Is it going to fix everything? Are you no. basically, you're manifesting that. I see what you're doing yes. here. You're like, if yes. I say this enough, maybe it'll kick in for me. I mean, all I have to say is, you know, find some, you know, work that you can do with yourself, whether it's somatic, whatever, that you can center yourself because you will make better decisions. That's mm -hmm. all I can say. Because every Virgo I've ever met is very on edge. Very true. All right. So Libra, really what Libra fears most is fear itself. Uh -huh. That's I did so that. cheesy. Yeah. They fear hard extremes as this is a sign of diplomacy and balance. If Libra sometimes lets go of their need to reconcile all the energies around them, they're likely to do better in life as everything is constantly changing. Libra has to come to terms with the fact that they will not always be in a state of peace and comfort. However, they can take this action and this energy to create stability in their lives. Yeah. And I thought that it was very, that the, it was a justice statement. The only thing we have to be afraid of is fear itself. <laughs> like it just is so perfect for that. That's a movie quote. I know. <laughs> okay. So Scorpio fears being exposed completely, but that's not necessarily on the outside. So this is for inside. Every Scorpio is a certain darkness that overwhelms them. They are literally have so much darkness in them that it's frightening to get in there. It's like, it's like so doom and gloom. I watched the show Lock and Key. And there's this key that she's literally wearing a key <laughs> necklace just so everyone knows because she's like, can you tell why I bought this? It's like you finished locking key. And she's like, I did. As she's grabbing her necklace right now. So there's a key that's like the mind key and opens up people's minds. And I just go in there and I just picture darkness with Scorpio. So this overwhelms even them. It overwhelms everyone, but like particularly them. It's the darkest sign of the Zodiac because it's unafraid to explore the dark caverns of the soul theirs or anyone else's it's why they make really great like healers it's why they make great therapists sex therapists particularly so while they have a wide emotional range they don't like sharing their deep thoughts with others because they have a fear that no one's going to understand them they're going to think they're weird so they shut people out 
they'll grow when they discover that they can relate to others too. And they kind of walk away from that martyrdom of like, no one understands me. My life is the worst. They have that. It is really unhealthy. It is. I'm just going to call it unhealthy. And they need to work through that. Okay. So Sagittarius. Sags often fear that their dreams and goals won't end up becoming a reality because someone or something opposes them, or maybe because you can't stay in one place for long enough to actually finish it. Sure. So this is the sign of travel and wanderlust. So the worst thing that can happen to them from their own perspective would be their loss of freedom. I understand that. You understand that as well. Mm -hmm. So while this sign gets cabin fever like no one else, it's also good for them to take the time and appreciate their home life. Yeah, we talk a lot about this with SAG. We talked about the Rising Signs episode too. It's like, find a way to make, you can take your home and like, you know, change your furniture up or, you know, I don't know. It can be aesthetics or it could be otherwise, but that can make something feel different and you don't have to go on a plane or find a new partner. Or dye your hair. I don't know. Or like bring not tacky souvenirs home (laughs) and then decorate your home with like Mm -hmm. places that you've gone. So, you know, that way you can still like, I don't know, live vicariously through your travels or just like if you practice mindfulness, maybe you can like, you know, like teleport your mind to that time while staring at a woven basket that you picked up in Tanzania or something. Yeah. Hang out with Aquarius. You guys will be fine. It'll be fine. We'll lock you in a room and some weird (laughs) shit's going to go down, but I would like to be there. Please film it. Thank you. Okay. Cap. So Capricorn fears a lack of achievement or success since their life purpose is often related to their professional advancements and their careers. So they're here to succeed. They're like, fuck this. We are going to succeed at any cost. They come in like the goat that they are. And they're like, I'm going to be awesome. (laughs) So while the fear of not succeeding can motivate them, it also can prevent them from making the necessary moves to achieve what they want, right? Because they're so afraid of fear. So they need to learn that their meaning and worth isn't solely based on work performance. It's actually based on a lot more than that. And that's something that I don't know any Capricorn to understand, (laughs) unfortunately. Like it's, it's unfortunate because I I like them a lot. This is very relatable for me. I know. I know it is. Yeah. It's very relatable for me. Uh, Aqua. My dear Aquarians, your biggest fear is not being some kind of revolutionary. Mm-hmm. So you want to stand out and be known for your individuality. You're scared that you're going to end up just like everyone else and you're not going to make any difference in the world. This fear ends up becoming a gift when Aqua's learned that they're already different. They don't have to work at it. Their difference is a natural extension and expression of their own personal creativity. They're starseeds. <laughs> there's stars. Yeah, there's no that with their stars. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know how I feel about aquas. I I have a soft spot for them and I truly think that probably has to do with the fact that my descendants in aqua and my moon is in aqua and it's I don't know. Like I'm so attracted to them in a way that's not it's always mystery. sexual. It's mystery. You like mystery. That's what it is. I like a you challenge. You want to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I like a challenge. They are probably the most challenging. And I can never figure them out. Yeah. So they just continually You can't control me. them and you can't manipulate them. It no. doesn't work. All right. Lastly, we have Pisces. Ugh, Pisces and fears. Ugh. So Pisces fears having their ideas and their creativity suppressed. They fear not being loved or understood in a world that often seems really cold and calculating They may spend their time avoiding people who aren't like them or who give off negative energy, kind of similar to Scorpio, but their role isn't to give in to negativity and fear. It's actually to overcome it. Pisces will be the one to brighten someone else's outlook on life and make the world a lot more enjoyable place. Like they're really good at reframing 
in a way that I find just fascinating. It's so inspiring. And it, sometimes it's annoying because you just want them to be mad with you. And they're like, but wait. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, the house burned down, but there's a new, like, you know, leaf that came out of the ground or whatever. I was literally just yeah. thinking, but there's a, a tree that's growing in front yeah. of Yeah, and you're like, my house just burned down. They're like, but look, there's, you know. So that can be a little annoying. But long term, it can be great perspective to look at. I, this is, they're afraid of a lot of stuff. And it's, a lot of it is not real. <laughs> like, Colin was telling me about this dream that he had last night. And like, he's like, what do you think it means? And I was like, let's not dissect this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll start to manifest it. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I know. It's, I can mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Okay. We've given you a very quick recap of fear and physics and showing you that we don't know how to read good. I keep saying good on purpose. Please don't think that that's how I talk. So if you want to dive in deeper, I really encourage you because I didn't mention this today. Look at your sixth, eighth and your 12th house, particularly the eighth house. And of course, Pluto Easter egg, which we are going to do an episode on. You can better understand fear in your chart and analyze it by looking at everything we mentioned today and more and learn how to take peace with your greatest fears and use them to your benefit no matter what your placements are. Like, I don't care if like the Pluto is in the eighth house and you're all Scorpio. Like you can figure out a way to get past it and know that you're not alone and you can overcome a lot of what you fear. We know from experience, trust me. And trauma is something that is, I'm learning more and more in life is very secretive and deep in your consciousness. So, you know, try to figure out what is traumatizing you if you feel held back by something. And that can be done with therapy. It can be done with, I've just started doing energy work. It's really cool. There's Reiki. There's a lot of different ways to address. You could write about it. You could go to a rec room. I don't really care, but try to find a way to address your trauma because you'd be very surprised how it can actually physically block things in your brain, which I won't get into, but it can like block so many things in your brain in a way that you can't function, but Mm. you don't know what it is until you talk about it. That's why people are obsessed with trauma therapy. So mm. what did you think of this episode? Uh, it was a lot. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, if you've made it to the end, congratulations. It was the Leo of all episodes. Um, yeah, this was, yeah, it was, a, I mean, like Elana said, we gave you a physics lesson and then we talked about your Mars and then for some mm-hmm. reason we talked about your son, even though. And your Saturn. Like your daddy. Yeah. I talked about um, sun because I knew that's all they cared about. They're probably going like, to scroll to the last part. Right. Where yeah. everyone's just like, oh, I'm just going to just like, yeah. when do I talk about me? Uh, but no, it's, it's, it is interesting because there's so much that it's just heavy on. It's just really heavy. But I do think this is a really great time to look at our fears. Like I know nobody wants to do it, but they creep up on you It's and they don't go away. Well, Saturn's <laughs> currently retrograde. I, I believe it's still retrograde, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, I think so. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do, oh God, I have an eyelash in my eye. Um, a lot of that has to kind of trickle down with karma right now mm-hmm. and how um, if you're going to go, if you're going through anything that feels like really heavy or painful, or maybe like, maybe you've got some shit that you didn't take care of a few years ago that's coming back to bite you in the ass or maybe you're just like perfect and you've got nothing but good karma and all these like sparkling fairies are dancing around you but I think for the most of us this is a very trying and hard time with a lot of learning so this fear episode I think is especially impactful because I think people are feeling very scared right now things and I do want to mention because it's something I kind of had to 
like tell myself recently with everything I went through that astrology is real, but astrology is about energy. So just because you look at a chart and it says, this is going to happen, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. It means that this energy is happening in the universe and you can use that energy in your chart to maximize your potential. And this is a time where maybe it's going to be harder for you to do this thing. But this is like, these are opportunities. Like if, if I told you, if you go to the store today, you're probably going to meet the love of your life. You'd go, right? But that doesn't mean it. But let's say you go and you're like totally shut down or you don't go or whatever. It's not going to happen. So they're just opportunities for us. It doesn't, it's not necessarily 100 million percent finite. And I think that's important because sometimes people think that astrologers are psychics and that's not necessarily the case. Although my astrologer is very psychic, but that's not necessarily the case. So anyway, on that note, I just want to tell you all that we are here for you. If you want to talk about anything at any time, and if you want a more deeper, intense reading, I am offering readings now. I want Jacqueline to do it too, because I think she'd be so good at it. I don't have time for that shit right now. Whatever. But I am offering readings. Yes, they're paid, but you can write us and ask. And yes, on that note, Jack, take it away. All right. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Share with a friend. If you love what we're doing or if there's something that interests you, like send it to a sibling or your friend or your mom or I don't know, your gynecologist, like I, maybe, like whatever. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know, Ilana, like they just need to share it. Like mm-hmm. we just want to get more plays uh, because we had this wonderful woman today that we met ask us if we were doing this full time and we had to unfortunately say no. So let's help make it happen. Uh, and then just as a recap, Ilana already told you at the beginning of this episode that we will start getting in the groove again and start doing weekly lives. So we will see you on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. PT and buy the Just Girl book. <laughs> it's a journal mm-hmm. like the new one that mm-hmm. just came out that was just released like two days ago it's a journal it's great it's beautiful the illustrations are adorable Ilana has done a great job um, she doesn't mention me in this one but that's okay like she did in the last <laughs> one other than that I think that just this is gonna sound so cheesy but keep your head up and I firmly do believe that there is a purpose behind everything that we're doing and everything that we're experiencing right now. And take it with a grain of salt. I highly recommend doing journaling right now. Highly recommend because you're going to want the opportunity to go back and flip through those pages and be like, what the hell? Like, where did the last like three or four months go and what happened? Because I feel really different right now. And you can just kind of reflect on that because believe it or not, in like another three months, four months, we're going to go through another Mercury retrograde. Hmm. Sorry to burst your bubbles. Hmm. But other than that, instead of like giving you, I don't know, that like pep talk of when we're like, oh my God, like stay vicious. I think I just want to tell people that vicious today is going to mean something where you are more, you have tenacity and fervor and resilience. So on that note, don't forget to stay stay vicious. vicious. Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO and you feel so out of place.